It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. This is episode 34 today. Mason Englert. He's the right-handed pitcher for the Texas Rangers. He's playing for the Hickory Crawdads. Yeah. But before we get to Mason and get down in the minor leagues, we got to talk the big leagues. Uh, let's go over some real quick stats. 9-14 and 14 right now. They've won three in a row. 5-5 five and five the last 10. I'm always going to do the last 10 every time we come in here. See where they're at. Um that's actually what they're playing 500 baseball. You can't argue with that right now for a team that you want to see them playing 500 ball right now, kind of what you expected. I think everyone wants them to be, you know, winning the West, but yeah. uh, it's not bad for where they are right now. Well, it's not bad from where they were. Right. Well, sure. they, were, they were not playing 500 baseball there for a while. No. And, um, you know, they, they've had it, and frankly, they've had a tough schedule. You know, I mean, you kind of yes. you you look at things, you know, the, the, Mariners aren't slouches. The Rockies mm. have played well. The Blue Jays, of course, are picked a, to win. A, good a lot team. of them got them picked Astros, to win. Astros, Angels. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there's some there's some good teams in the in the Braves. I know the Braves are struggling a little right now, but they're still the Braves. They're still the World Champs. So, uh, you know, you 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 win you win some games. You get some momentum. You start doing things right. Sure. You're into the season now. It's it's been almost a month. Uh, it'll be a month uh, th- this week. So um, now's the time. You know, they've made up for the lost time. In spring training, right, and maybe the two week little buffer if if you get one of those to start a season. So they should they should be playing well by now. They should be they should be hitting their stride. And yeah, you know, one thing go. I noticed, I, I looked up some stats on what they were doing. One thing that's impressive with them, they've scored 102 runs. 102 runs is a lot compared. It's tied for second in the AL West. That's tied for third in all of the American League for mm. runs scored. And then you go to the National League, it's better than 10 teams in the National <laughs> League, and the entire National League Central hasn't scored as many as 102 runs. Now, they're minus four in the run differential because <laughs> they've given up 106 yeah. runs. That tells you right now it is a pitching issue that they're working on, although the bullpen's been pretty good. Well, the, the rotation's gotten better. You right. know, you've seen it the last time through, and even the, the time before that, you know, there was, a, there was maybe one hiccup in there, but um, – so, so again, it's them getting their innings. It's them, their stuff getting dialed in and getting a feel for their pitches. So, right, right now, you're you're starting to see it. And and you know, relievers, everybody just thinks relievers can show up and go. You know, they usually have about nine outings in spring training. Right. Um, they usually go back to back at least once in spring training, mm-hmm. and they didn't get that this year. And so, it again, it's 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 takes time for them too, and and their stuff's getting dialed in. I. You know Brock Burke. It looks like he's been dialed in since since the first yeah. day. He's he's been great, and there he is right there. Yeah, uh, Colorado boy. He he went to a same high school as my mom's side of the family, many many years apart, but still we're gonna claim him as our own. Yeah. Um, but he's he's a he's a good kid. He's got power stuff, and it looks like the relief role really really suits him better than starting. That's the hardest he's thrown. He's throwing up in the upper. He's 97, 98. He's hitting on the radar <laughs> gun. Is he? I don't think he's ever thrown that hard. Coming back from the first of all, he's coming back from the shoulder surgery, right? And uh, but yeah, amazing. He's looked great, and yes, this seems to be the role. I know some people are talking about putting him in that maybe that opener role or something like that. Woody kind of dismissed that. Yeah, so he, he likes where he's at right now. Yeah, and it's going to get to the point where you can use him multiple times a week. Sure, you know, and 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 they will. And I, I you know, and and maybe he just needs one day off instead of the couple he's been getting. Right. Um, you know, he told me in spring training that. When he got called up in 19, he was dealing with shoulder problems. He, okay. he had a bunch of cortisone injections that year, wasn't throwing that hard, got through the year, and then it just kind of got worse and worse till he needed to have the surgery. So, uh, and, he, and he's older now. He's, he's stronger. He looks like he's in better shape, not that he was ever out of shape or anything. But, right. You know, when these guys get hurt, all they can do is work out. Sure. And so they get in shape. And um, with, with all that comes with that, you're going to get a little stronger, throw a little harder. And so... Uh, good for him, you know, and and for a young guy to get hurt, we'll talk to Mason Angler about this, our guest, a little later. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah, coming back from Tommy it's John tough. that he did, so. Uh, but anyway, good good for Mason, and I'm sorry, good, good for Brock, but, uh, you know, John King, 
Tuesday night in Philadelphia, pitched out of an amazing jam. Right. Dennis Santana has been very good since since he uh, got off the COVID list. And so they're, they're guys who had to get better who were on the team last year and who are getting better. Right. Well, and you have to go to, you know, Woodward has said something all along, and this year that it was about winning and that the players that weren't performing were not, mm. you know, they were going to go with the guys that were that were performing. You had to earn your spot. And that came to fruition this week with the demotion of Willie Calhoun, which we need to talk about, and Kobe Allard, who, uh, well, Brock Burke made Kobe Allard expendable sure. and sent him down to the sure. minor leagues. He had a pretty decent start for Round Rock. But, um, you know, Willie Calhoun, that's the big news. I personally, my opinion, I think he's played his last game in a Texas Ranger uniform. Where do you sit on that? Well, I, I, I wrote uh, at rangerstoday.com, $5.99 a month or $60 a year, that, that he – that the Rangers need to part ways with him. You know, he he, he wasn't happy. Uh, he's he's never been happy. Nobody's happy when they get sent no. down. I mean, let's make that perfectly clear. Sure. And and you can't blame him for that. But um, you know, at, at, at this point, <clears throat> for him to not see that that was coming, yeah, kind of kind of tells you something maybe about Willie that that he he is maybe maybe think, he, think, he, thinks he's better than he is and. And and you know he he said that he's ditched these uh, hitting hitting tips hitting tweaks that the new hitting coaches gave him, you know and and I kind of wonder you know he hit that home run uh, in the the fourth game of the season right you know the pinch hit home run came off the bench right was that the new swing was that because he you know he launched that ball it, right it had a lot of a lot of launch angle it was high it was deep and he's saying that that doesn't fit him that uh, he's more of a doubles hitter with with he's a gap enough, to, gap enough guy. to get it over the fence right. But if if that first swing, that first home run, his only home run, sure. If that's the if that's the swing that if the new swing got him that home run and the new approach or whatever they're telling him to do, why would you abandon it? And so you, you got to give it more time. And um, but for him to to go out and say what he said to Levi Weaver right. on the Athletic and oh, I've been wanting out of here for a year and a half. I, you know, it, it just I don't to, to say it. it to say it publicly to get to to, to air your laundry. It's it's not good, and it and it very clearly shows that he doesn't fit in, in terms of what the Rangers want. They want high character guys. They want professional ball players, and and I'm not saying Willie's not a pro, but when you do something like that, yeah, you you, you 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 wonder if he's the right fit. And emotions get him. Look, emotions got him that year that he didn't make the team out of uh, coming out of uh, was it 2019? He didn't make the coming out of spring. He sulked about it for a couple of days before he showed up to, and yeah. ended up having a good year. Once he got up, he ended right. up hitting what twenty one home runs that year. Hit two eighty, two eighty or two sixty eight or something that year. But you know, I, I totally agree with you on, on what they're saying there. Look, he's hitting one thirty six. Right. He had to understand. I give you credit. We were sitting up there in the press box, and I we were we knew the team was about to to pare down. They, I think it was Sunday that we were talking, um, and I said, "Who do you think?" We know Huff's going down. They had just sent Allard out. I said, so we know Huff's going down. Who's the other one, you think? And you said, Calhoun, Willie Calhoun. That hadn't crossed my mind. And you said it, and I went, well, you know, that could be. You you had it in your head, and you said it. And all of a sudden, I put it out there, and I put a little poll. Who do you think's going <laughs> to yeah. go? A lot of them leaned towards Willie Calhoun, and he went. And, you know, your parting shot can't be that. Yeah, You can't yeah. say that on the way out. It's why Josh Hamilton received so much flack when you left. What you say is, I got to go down and get better. I got to work on the stuff they're working on to get back. Mm -hmm. But the Rangers, I tell you right now, they're probably not. Look, they've got Leota Tavares, who's killing the ball at AAA. You got Bubba Thompson, who, yeah. who's had good games coming back now after his eye injury. Um, there's other options to come up. And here's what needs to happen. I don't think he's going to get traded. You can't go to AAA and play your way into a trade. I don't think that's going to happen, what he thinks. But look, you've got Leclerc, you've got Hernandez that are going to come off the 60 day. They've got to find two more 40 man roster spots. Right. I think that's about how long he has. Um, well, if they can't move him for something, it. he's probably going to get DFA. That's what my guess. Is. Well, you know he he's you know he's 27, so he's about to enter his prime years. Um, he's still arb eligible, so he's got two more years of control. Right. You know the the problem is he he has to do it at the major league level, and look, I don't I don't know if Zach Rex is going to last, but they're going to give him a look. Sure. And if they want to bring up Tavares. Tavares is going to last. They're yes. going to give him a long, long look. Um, so there, you know, and, and there's a trickle down effect. If 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 you know that come if if Laver Tavares comes up, somebody has to move to left field. Whoever's in left field 
has to go to DH or right. another position. So you're going to Willie is going to lose opportunities to play. So he's going to have to force them to call him up by hitting the heck out of the ball. And you can do that in AAA, but you got to you got to yeah. really do it. Your right. numbers have to be outstanding, like Tavares's are. So I, I think that um, they're going to give him a chance. They're not going to be able to trade him. Will, Willie, like you said, he's in 136. He's a career minus 1.5 WAR. Uh, he can only do one thing, uh, and and he's not doing it well right now. No. So so there's not a team that that really is going to want to trade for him. They would somebody might let him clear waivers and sign him to a minor league deal. Sure, but you know I don't know that that even you know maybe the A's. I mean he's from, he's from Oakland, so maybe or the Oakland area, so maybe maybe they would they would that's some claim pro- him, yeah you that's know, and, someone and perfect deal, for them. But yeah, I I, don't, I you know because they're rebuilding and, and need bats, fine, but. I just don't see a, a huge market for him, and the Rangers know that. So, right. and and I think Willie now knows that because he came back with uh, Kennedy Landry on MLB.com and said, "I was respectfully asked for the trade." You know, tried to cool down what he had said earlier. So, right. somebody got in his ear, but it might be too late. I uh, that's what I personally think. And look, uh, for for all look, Willie can. He works the bat pretty well. He's gotten on base well mm-hmm. uh, in doing that. He he tries to to claim this doubles thing. I'm a gap to gap doubles guy. He's not very fast, um, you know, for for that. So uh, he's defensively he, he's got defense deficiencies mm-hmm. defensively. Say that five times real fast. Mm-hmm. But he, I mean, he does. I mean, you've got to be some. If you're not that great defensively. If you're not hitting the doubles, like you said, and you're not putting – I mean, I know he's had some exit velocity that's been pretty good coming into this. You, you've you got to be putting up some strong numbers. I I said coming into the year, Solak was my odd guy out. That's yeah. who I thought it was. Solak has earned his way on this team mm-hmm. and played well enough to make Willie expendable. Poor Willie, unfortunately, what he said coming out of that is probably hurt right now. I think the Rangers are probably going to sit back and say, go prove it to me. You know what? Yeah. Big talk. Yeah. Now you got to go. Now you got to cash that check. You got to go down and cash that check. Anything else before we get over and, and get Mason in here? Well, you know, uh, we we talked about the rotation. Good bullpen, better. Uh, you know, th- there are a couple guys who are still struggling, but I, I think they're they're the veteran guys, Mitch Garver and and Marcus Simeon, and you know they their averages are below two hundred. Um, but you're starting to. I still think you're starting to see good things. You know, mm-hmm. Gar- Garver is hitting the ball out of the ballpark. Um, Simeon, you know, I thought Tuesday night when he, you know, he he showed what a pro he is by beating out that that ball to third base, it, and, and it, it turned out he to didn't be a, give up. A, a no, he went. Run. You know, and that's what that's what a, a pro does. Right. You go hard every time, and it's it's kind of a, I don't know if it's a cliche, but you hear it a lot. You you may not do well, but. You know, somebody might be out hitting you or out pitching you, but nobody should should out out hustle you or out work. Absolutely, and that's that's the best thing you can do as a teammate is work hard every day. And Marcus Simeon, uh, consummate pro, Ron Washington can't say enough great things about him. Right, and um, so I, I I don't think there's reason uh, for concern. And they and and both of them had bad Aprils last year, so sure. I think that may. I think in this this next week you're going to see them start to take off a little bit. Yeah, and I totally agree on Simeon. You watch his demeanor in the, in the clubhouse with the players and all of that. He's not just cashing a check. The guy seriously is is trying to. He, he is working his. He's out there. Mm. We see him taking ground balls. He's out there hitting. He's not resting and sitting on his laurels. Say, hey, I just signed the big contract. Both these guys work hard. They're trying to get it done. They want to earn their yeah. paycheck. You know, this I, it kind of reminds me of Chu when Chu first signed that first year. He really kind of struggled mm-hmm. that year and then settled in and at the end of it we're like wow we really kind of stole him it was a pretty good deal the way he hit leading that team at the end of the year i i'm not worried about simeon there's too much history of simeon to not think that he'll eventually work his way out of this um and and of course uh seager's just seager Seager, seager's very good (laughs) seager seager and he he's good well guys we're gonna get to um mason england here in a second uh don't forget rangerstoday.com we're going to keep plugging that as we go sign up for the youtube channel subscribe hit like tell it to friends get them to follow it but we'll get mason england right after this all right and joining us now from winston salem winston salem north carolina right-handed pitcher mason england mason thanks for joining us buddy yes sir thank you guys for having me what uh what what time did you guys finish up last night uh last night probably about 10 30 which is one of the longest games of the year um 
but was still probably faster than the average game pace last year. So, but I mean, yeah, it was good. It was like 11 to nine games. Good game. We ended up losing, but I mean, it was great. Uh, really good game. We, we didn't wake you up early, did we? No, sir. Not at all. <laughs> I've been up since about nine. What do you do? What do you do on the, on the road at, at nine in the morning? Um, I usually like to get up, I get outside, like get in the sun and, uh, go on a walk, go find a good breakfast spot, kind of relax, spend the morning, um, listen to music and hanging out. And then that's about it. Now, I mean, Winston-Salem's a college town because that's where Wake Forest is. So, uh, there's stuff, right? I mean, you're, you're not, you're not in a town of 5,000 people. Yeah. There's definitely some stuff around here. There's, uh, plenty of restaurants to choose from and all that good stuff. All right. So let, let's jump into the baseball stuff with you. I mean, you're, you're rolling right now, buddy. What, uh, what, I, you know, early, early on those, those starts skew all the numbers. If you give up a couple runs and you only pitch a few innings, uh, but you've gone six the last couple times, uh, not giving up a lot of hits, not giving up a lot of walks. What sounds like maybe you, you, you found your footing, so to speak. Yeah. I think, um, even the first couple of weeks, um, the first one I could have done a little better uh, job landing the slider, but, um, the first couple of weeks, I think I was rolling pretty similar to how I have been the last couple of weeks. It's uh, kind of how it went spring training too. Um, there was just a couple unlucky situations where, you know, baseball happens and a couple of runs score. And like you said, it kind of skews the numbers or data. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if you're watching that game or you're part of it, you know, it was like, um, a little better performance and maybe like the final stat line shows. And then finally the last two outings, um, the, the final stat line was able to reflect, um, how I think the outings have been going. And especially now that I was able to get deeper in the game, it was able to reflect better what actually happened. All right. So, so catch us up on your, your, your repertoire and, and what you're throwing and what you, you mentioned the slider wasn't landing well, maybe the first time out, but what, what's working for you right now? Um, it's really been a combination of uh, all four kind of working as like a, a system together and um, using um, certain pitch pairs um, when I need certain results. Um, but yeah, so that's something we've talked about is I don't have a specific like one put away pitch. Uh, it's more so like how I'm pairing uh, different things and what I'm hiding for later in the game, second or third time through the lineup. Um, and I'm not necessarily hiding like a certain pitch. It's just maybe the pitch pair, um, how it plays and what the batter's seeing. Um, but yeah, that's what um, we've kind of added. Like the slider is a big project to kind of get to pair off my changeup. Um, and now that we've kind of got a grip and a movement profile and a velo that's locked down, it's become um, better and better consistently as far as locations go. And uh so yeah, now we're just rolling, keeping, gonna keep trying to um, land everything and keep competing and stay one pitch at a time. What 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 fastball are you throwing, Mason? Remind me. Uh, just four seams. So I'm okay. I'm kind of um, I have like a lower release height than uh than normal, and I still am getting like a decent amount of backspin. So we're trying to like keep the vertical movements like 16 to 17 inches um out of my height, my release height, which um mm-hmm. plays like a hoppier fastball um up in the zone. So uh, really everything plays off of that, and then um you know, kind of occasionally landing like a down fastball to keep them honest or keep takes going. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's four seam and everything playing off that. So I've, I've covered the team now for 15 years and like the way you're talking is kind of, it's, it's not foreign, but it's definitely different than it was 15 years ago when you're talking about all, all this information. I mean, is it different for you from, from the time you were drafted? I'm assuming it is. Yeah. The, um, organization, I think, well, not just the org, but all of baseball is like moved in, um, into such a different place. And it's like, you have to, or else you're not going to compete and keep up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're definitely into like, I guess more of the physics side, like how to make a ball move. But I think it's, I think it's awesome that we're into that because now instead of th- saying like, Oh, that guy just has an electric fastball or it's just different. Like we have actual reason, um, you know, like a tangible reason to understand like what's going on. And then you can replicate that yourself. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's all the tools that are available now are um, really unbelievable. So I, I, I mean, I, when they, when they use that, that language, and then you see the results. I guess that's what makes it click. I mean, I'm not, um, it, it just seems like so it's so new to John and I, Yeah. you know, but yeah. if they say, Hey, there's 18 inches of vertical and you can look at a, I don't know, a pie chart or <laughs> I don't know, a graph <laughs> and it shows it. I mean, is that when it starts to make sense? Yeah, I think it starts to make sense when, um, you know, we have some really smart guys here um, from pitching coaches to, uh, data apprentices that, um, can present ideas to you. And then when it really starts to make sense and you really start to buy in is when you execute what they're talking about and you start getting, um, you know, higher with, with percentages and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think kind of the new thing that's interesting is like the vertical approach angle, which is just like on the fastball, the angle, um, that it's crossing home plate at. So it's like, if you have a hard, lower release height, you don't have to have as much vertical to have a, um, a lower vertical approach angle. And if you have a higher release height, more vertical gives you the approach angle. So that's really like the end goal. And if you can get, um, kind of outlier numbers on that. That's where a lot of swing and misses come to play with the fastball. 
Yeah, I mean, the only vertical I'd heard in, heard of in sports is what they're jumping. You yeah. know, and, yeah, you know, exactly. And, <laughs> NBA, you want to have a good vertical. Yeah. NFL, the combine, you want to have a good vertical, and now you want to have a good vertical <laughs> right. in baseball. I mean, on a fastball, apparently. Vert, vertical, vertical, apparently, is where it's at. <laughs> My, my jumping vertical isn't the best. So hopefully, you can keep the fastball reduced. Bitch. <laughs> Mine neither. I, uh, I've got about a two-inch vertical. That's all right. Well, that's all right. All right so uh, tell us, let's go back to last year. It was your your, your first season uh, because you know because of the Tommy John that you had in in eight in nineteen. But your first season, you you made it through. You made every start. Uh, what what did you learn, kind of about yourself, and and now that you've kind of applied to this year? Yeah, that's kind of a loaded question. I think there's a lot of uh, things going on behind the scenes that were really challenging um, personally, but I wouldn't change any of it. Like in the moment, it was really challenging and uh, difficult, and, but, um, and it made performance have to almost take the back burner. I don't know how to describe it, but it's almost like when you're dealing with stuff personal, it's hard to focus on baseball. But mm. at the same time, you come out of like that with a, an understanding of yourself and like a realization. Um, and now I'm really happy to be where I'm at with um, the things I learned from last year and able to carry it on and into this year as far as just like enjoying life, enjoying baseball. Um, and yeah, I mean, last year was unbelievable for learning. It was the hardest year of my life um, for, from so many aspects, but it was like, it was ended up being unbelievable and kind of shaped like who I am now as a person and a pitcher. So uh, last year was awesome though. I mean, awesome, but not awesome in the moment. You know what I mean? Sure, but uh, sure. ended up being like, you know, I learned more than I've ever learned in my life last season. I'm super thankful for it. No, no, look, I mean, uh, you haven't had it easy. You, you you got drafted fourth round from Forney, you know, local kid doing good. And then next thing you know, you next spring, you have to have your elbow rebuilt. So, I mean, right. it, <laughs> it seems like playing would have been a relief, uh, but also you've learned a lot. I mean, that, that rehab process is not easy. Can you just kind of talk about like going through that? I know you had a buddy there with you and Owen White, but I mean, that's, that's a tough right. thing that you got to learn right away. That's like the first thing you learn. Yeah, that uh, the rehab process was actually really fun um, because there's almost there's no pressure to um, perform, and so all you get to do is work on your personal development, and you get to hang out with a bunch of guys. You don't have uh, there's no pressure like whatsoever because you just I mean you're earlier in your career, you know you're going to come out and get um, probably have a good chance to be throwing harder and throwing better. So you just look forward to that and work out. But I think where the where the problems came for me was um, I came out throwing harder in my bullpens. We had all this stuff going on, and it was almost like a false sense of like superiority or like mm -hmm. um, false sense false of confidence. Security. And then when I finally, yeah, when I felt, when I went to the games finally and I um, struggled to have success for the first time in my life, it was like these things hit me that were just like, wow, you know, I can't turn off my mind. I can't sleep. I'm anxious, hard to eat, like all these different things I've never dealt with because, you know, in, in high school and um, all that stuff it had always been pretty successful. So it was really in interesting, like navigating that and uh, learning how to deal with that because that's definitely something that could tear apart. Like somebody's, career or you could like go find resources to help you and then be better from it so you're better uh, yeah i'd like to say so <laughs> okay good the, the numbers say so yeah yeah, yeah. so <laughs> so um you're that that hickory team that hickory pitching staff you guys are loaded with arms what what, what yeah you guys you know you, you said you room you room typically with, with tk roby who's, who's got some family in town now but um just talk about kind of what the chemistry is like and, you know, feeding off each other, having each other's back, that kind of thing. Man, it's awesome. Um, me and TK are real good buddies. Like he's, he's my roommate back at home too. So we stay in apartments together and uh, <clears throat> we're like always watching each other's pens or um, staying next to each other in the dugout, talking about what we're seeing. Um, that's what I think is interesting about this year. I feel like the conversations um, about what we're seeing between all the pitchers are so much more in depth and uh, I guess more mature. It's just mm -hmm. it, the feel of this season is different than it has been in the past. Um, but yeah, the pitching staff is great. Like we all are competing uh, with one another. Um, I don't know, like from rookie to you know, he ends the ball off. Um, hope I don't mess up rotation to Ben, then Kraut, and then um, Owen, TK, and me. And we all, uh, well, Owen and me and the TK. But we all like try to feed off each other, try to outperform each other, but support each other. Um, I mean, yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, I mean, now Owen's like a hardcore competitor. I mean, I, I'm right. sure you think, but like he's like just wants to destroy guys. Uh, right. you know, and, he, and he's kind of laid back. He's got the, the North Carolina in him, you know, because that's where he's from. TK seems kind of quiet too, at least in our interactions with him. Uh, and then Ricky's kind of Ricky's just Ricky. So <laughs> you know, Ricky is Ricky. Yeah, it seems like a kind of a, a eclectic group. Yeah, there's some different personalities in the room. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, but funny thing about me and Ricky is uh, last week he threw the ball. Uh, 
he, he had some stuff. His stuff was a little better. Like, he's awesome. And then I was like going through my locker and I was like trying to get dressed for my start. And I was like, dude, I only brought one pair of socks or one sock. He's like, hey, you want some socks? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I right, put some good luck in these for me. So I went out and I like, pitched well in them. And then um, he comes back the next week, wears the same socks, like pitches really well. And then that Saturday came around. I was like, hey, man, let me get those socks. <laughs> went out and pitched well. So we're just wearing, been pitching the same pair of socks. It's been pretty funny. Are you are you guys washing the socks? Yeah, please tell us. Yeah, definitely washing the socks. Right, we don't need any athlete's foot going around. <laughs> no, no. Right? Well, that's good, though. Hey, you know, superstitions, that's a legit thing. And it is. Yeah. yeah. No, no, yeah. is it not, not to, not to, you know, disparage Ricky, but he didn't have a great start last night or the socks. Are you going to still wear the socks? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to wear the socks, <laughs> but right. I, yeah, that's something I was telling Ricky. Like I was watching talking to somebody in the dugout and it was like, <clears throat> when you come back from TJ, there's just going to be outings where I remember last year, even that first instructs or it's like, you can't explain it, but it's the ball won't go where you want it to. And it just happens. And you almost have to like, disconnect from it mentally and know that's not you it's just part of the process and be okay with it yeah yeah i mean yeah so, i mean you, you speak from experience unfortunately yeah yeah all right um so so john's going to start asking you some questions but, but before i let him take over um what what does it mean to for a kid from forney to to play in the rangers organization and and you know eventually for the rangers uh it's awesome i i've it means the world to me that I can go back home. Uh, I love like Dallas summers, like, or, you know, that home, the, the vibe of the summer more than like anything. Um, and I think it's going to be so cool to one day be able to like be playing baseball in that atmosphere and have uh, everything, you know, people I love in the stands. Um, and also just have like that extra pride of playing for almost like my hometown. Like it'll feel almost like I'm playing for, um, for my high school, but you know, on a bigger stage, like it's, yeah. it's really, it's really cool. And uh, I look forward to it. All right. Yeah. John. You yeah, probably have some draft questions for him. Right, you you threw it high and tight. I get to loft up <laughs> some softballs here and have some fun with you. So, Casey, I, we all know you're from Forney High School. Did you play any other sports in high school when you were at Forney? I did in high school. I uh, just played basketball in middle school. And then I played one year of football and was like, got a stinger down my left arm and was scared for that to happen in my right arm. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, that, that, that right there would end my football career too, I think. Uh, okay, now yeah. I noticed this. I looked up some stuff on you. You hit 355 your senior year. What position were you playing in the field or were you a DH when you weren't pitching? <clears throat> um, me and my buddy Jonathan is at AM right now. We alternate at first base just to save bullets, like not to be throwing as much during the week and everything. Um, but previous to that like I would play shortstop and then um we had a, a younger shortstop my senior year um that was had it locked down and playing really well so we didn't even worry about that just stuck to first base when I when I was uh, I went I went to high school Mason I went to high school in in Arvada Colorado Arvada West our most famous alum is is Roy Halliday and, oh awesome uh, he was two years younger than me and um so after I graduated I was umpiring a little league baseball game on a field next to the high school field. And he had just been drafted and, you know, he wasn't pitching, but he was playing first base for the Connie Mack team. And every time, every time it was his turn at first base and he threw it into the catcher when they were doing infield, you could tell who was throwing the ball because the ball <laughs> just different. exploded off his glove. So he yeah. was saving bullets, but he was firing some pretty big shots. That's awesome. I did the opposite. Our in and out. Um, I didn't even go out because on, I'd pitch on Fridays and on Tuesdays I'd throw my midweek bullpen like in the period uh, in the baseball period at school. So then huh. I would like barely warm up and just flip the ball around Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. Okay, so you played first. Did you hit any home runs? I only had one home run um, each year of high school, and I switch hit um, my best offensive years my sophomore year I had like three ninety eight, and then um, I switched to just right handed my senior year because I had a little more pop from that side and I didn't want to have my right arm exposed all the time. Um, and it was like kind of an adjustment period, seeing the right on right again. So, um, yeah. I mean, I, I hit, I probably was only hitting like 280 through almost the end of district. And then through like the last two weeks of district and playoffs is when I found it again. And it was kind of went off from there. But luckily our whole team did. I mean, we ended up, I think our whole team was hitting like 200 until the second round of playoffs. And we all hit like 400. <laughs> Good time to do it. So you said what, you hit one a year. Is that what you said? Or Yeah, I only hit one a year. <laughs> That's all right. Jack Leiter hit one home run in high school, so that's a good comparison to go <laughs> off right there. How hard were you throwing in high school? Um, I think my senior year I'd be like uh, 89. To, you know, if I, on a good day I'd be touching some 93s, and I did have a couple of 94s, 95s, but mostly like that 89, 92 range. 
Okay, so you were bringing it. I mean, anybody in the upper 80s in high school, that's who they're looking at because you still have to develop. You're a young yeah. kid. You're going to grow into your body. They see it there. Now, you were committed to Texas A&M, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Any other schools you considered? Um, I I committed way too – like probably way too early in the process. Um, I just didn't know anything about um, player development, like all the kind of advanced tools we've talked about. And um, if I would known that, I might have like – you know, explored more options, but I mean, I loved A&M. And uh, so I committed there like my freshman year, which was like crazy early, but I just, I didn't even really consider anywhere else. <laughs> Did you have anybody talking to you and you just kind of shot them down? Yeah, I was, I had a couple of visits lined up um, where I was wanting to go to like Vanderbilt and then Texas and TCU mm-hmm. and some different things, but then A&M got me out first and uh, I committed like that real early. <laughs> All right. So you were drafted in the fourth round, 2018, I always ask this question to everybody because I think it's fascinating. Where were you when you got drafted, and how did you find out you were drafted? I uh, walked in from lunch. Um, I ate some lunch, came in, and the Rangers' fourth-round pick just like what it was on right as I walked in the door, and then they announced it, and then I was just with my family. So, you, so we, didn't, did, we didn't do anything crazy. Did anybody call you and say, hey, we're about to take you? Um, I had an idea going into that day because um, – Mike Daly, you know, who was with him at the time, was uh, talking to my uh, my agent, and so I kind of had a good idea of what was going to happen going in. Okay, okay. Right, and you, were you pretty set that you wanted to go pro, or or? Uh, yeah, I was. I was. You, you really knew you wanted to go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just, my agent had told me like, "Hey, let's let's at least give him the idea you want to go to college." <laughs> <laughs> well, just, just listening to him, you got the stinger in the left arm, so he wanted to keep the right arm from that happening. He stopped switch hitting to protect the right arm. So yeah. it sounds like this was in your mind for a long yeah. time. Oh, yeah. He had it set what he was going to do. So when did you – let me ask you this, Mason. When did you first think that you had a chance to get drafted? When did you start seeing scouts checking you out? Um, Actually seeing scouts checking me out, um, probably – I think whenever I started getting college attention, like in um, seventh, eighth grade, and then um, that's when I kind of knew, all right, if I keep going on this path, you know, I could potentially go pro. Um, and then – scouts like definitely my sophomore year when I went and performed well at area code games um but I mean it had been in my mind and that was definitely my goal since like I started playing baseball but um when it really became reality it was like my sophomore year of high school so did you did you have any inclination or any other team that you really talked to you thought might be somebody that was gonna look at you pretty good and you had a chance to go there yeah there were a few I think the probably second um team that was most interested was the twins okay so you talked to that scout a lot and yeah all right, so we go into the fun part. So, what's your okay. favorite food? What kind of food do you like to eat? Uh, my my parents uh, make like a nice. They make really good pizza, like on these uh, stone things on the grill, and uh, mm. there's like a buffalo chicken one my dad makes. Absolute favorite food in the world. <laughs> okay, well that answers that one because I guess the home cooked meal, your favorite home cooked meal, is cooked by your dad on the pizza oven. Right. Yes, sir. Oops, sorry. What What about fast food? What's your favorite fast food? Oof, I love you just a regular uh, spicy chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A. <laughs> you know, we got a lot of Chick-fil-A. We do get a lot Chick-fil-A. of Chick-fil-A. Justin and I, I might say Whataburger if there were more around here, but I, I hardly ever eat Whataburger anymore because I'm never home. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm assuming you like Whataburger more than In-N-Out? Is that the big competition? Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> That's a Texas for sure. right there. Yeah, there you go. You've got to do that. Okay, what do you do outside of baseball? Do you golf, hunt, fish? What do you like to do? I I hunt and fish. Um I got into hunting this past off season and um, thanks to like my strength coach, my hitting coach, the hitting coach I was with us last year and I bought a bow from him. So I went out and like worked really hard on that all off season. And then um, last day of rifle season, I'm ashamed to say I took a rifle out there and got my first year. <laughs> I was trying hey. to be exclusively bow, but like, you know, it's really hard. Um, and then I fished my whole life with my dad. We have a, a bass boat. We go to the lake a lot. And then I just do all sorts of fishing wherever I'm at. And where's the, where, where are the good fishing spots? In, uh, in, in the home? Metroplex, or that you like to go to around. Yeah, where's around your honey hole? Is that what it's called? A honey hole? Uh, I got your little honey hole. Me and my dad mostly go to Lake Ray Hubbard and uh, Lake Tawakney, um, east of Dallas, and then uh, there's all sorts, sorts of little spots I got around Forney. Okay, all right. I don't, I don't want to, t- I don't want to get everybody out taking your your fish. So I'm not going <laughs> to ask you where, but Lake Lake Tawakney and Ray Hubbard, uh, a lot of people go there, so that's good. Yep, yep. Do you sure. play golf? I've never golfed. I, it was between golf and uh hunting this past off season i chose the the bow hunting so hmm. and you didn't get anything with the bow is that your first time to bow hunt yeah i i was working hard on it but yeah i never had anything so 
I've told we'll people I, I hunt and I hunt a little bit too. And I've told people over and over, they try to get me into bow hunting. I'm like, the only way I'll ever kill yeah. a deer with a bow is if it walks up next to me and I beat the crap out of it with the bow. <laughs> I don't know how to shoot one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My, my, uh, my, my brother-in-law who lives in Colorado does um, black, black powder hunting. Oh it's yeah. Like he's, it's like he's loading a musket. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They do like, that. Like he's in the Revolutionary War, <laughs> and and he says he has to get very close. Yeah. He's, he's never he's never killed a deer with with the. Well, in Colorado, you guys have elk. Well, right, but <laughs> and and we don't have deer stands. You got to track them and all that stuff. But that's, I yeah, I'm into that too. Yeah, I can't I can't imagine, and he do, and he goes every year and he thinks it's awesome. Like. Like he's a, like he's a, you know, a sniper in the revolutionary army or something. I, I, I don't know what's going on, but it just seems like that's way, that's way too much. And, and, and I mean, I, yeah. bow hunting, I know a lot of people like to bow hunt, but that just seems like another extreme. Just if, if I were to hunt, I would just yeah. want a gun. You I just want a gun. And I sit just want to make it as easy as possible. Sit in the stand with the I gun. Just, and if they, if they don't come out, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Give me yeah, a for, for sure. I, I just, I, I like the challenge. I don't want to sit in the stand and then shoot a deer i've been feeding all year like it's cow like i can't i can't stand yeah, that. yeah exactly exactly <laughs> so then on fishing are you a catch and release guy or do you like have a fish fry no we eat a lot a lot of fish like my house uh this this we have a bunch of recipes like fish tacos regular fish fries blackened like whatever we do all sorts of fish are the police coming to get you there mason <laughs> i'm <the> driving back <laughs> <laughs> now you said you you said you bought a you, you bought a boat from from the guy that, that works you out I, I, no, I bought, the, I, is the boat in Forney? Uh, I bought a, uh, did you say a boat or a bow? Boat. Oh, no, we've had a boat. Um, I bought a bow from my hitting coach oh, last bow, year. Bow. Um, oh, okay, bow, you bought a yeah. bow. Okay, okay. Bow, yeah, yeah. And then the boat we have is, um, my dad got it in a will from a guy that he fished with as a kid. And he passed away, so we, we got uh, a boat from him. Hey, I, 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 do, I did, I'm, I meant to bring this up earlier. Um, you, you, talking about your strength and conditioning coach. You work you work out in the off season at, at TMI Sports Medicine, yes sir, uh, in Arlington with Keith Keith Meister, the Rangers team physician. Um, a lot a lot of guys work out there. Just kind of, I, I know we're going back to baseball, but I think it's important because that's a that's a big part of your story. Talk about what what goes down there in the in the winter time. So um, I work with a guy named Sam Merstick, and he's like turned into one of my best friends. He's a young guy, like I think he's twenty six, but uh, he's my coach basically in the off season, and um, he just like does a ton of research is always learning like adapting and uh he's always bringing new things to the table um so he does a lot of like movement training and then he'll write like my strength programs in the off season um so i continue like in season doing a lot of his movement stuff and then i work with the strength coaches here because the lifting um is pretty similar Mm -hmm. um but i stay in close contact and work with him on uh throughout the year um but yeah in the off season we we work do do our throwing program do everything like it's all tailored to what we need specifically and uh it's awesome and then there's the PTs on staff there that are awesome to have around to work with, um, you know, just to keep things on track for the whole off season. Yeah. And unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know how you want to look at it. I've had experience at doing rehab at TMI sports. Mm-hmm. So I, I can speak They're They're, they're great, great people. And then, um, uh, yeah, I can't, I'm, they're not a sponsor or anything, but I'm, I can't endorse them enough. I mean, if, if you're injured in, in yeah, Arlington yeah. or in the Metroplex, you need a place to go. They're, they're, they're your guys. They'll take care of you. So did you blow out an Absolutely. elbow? That was my back. Your back? I blew out my back. You blew out your back? Yeah. Throwing a 98-mile-an-hour fastball? Or, Something like that. Or rolling yeah. over. That's what I do. <laughs> okay, last one. This is the last question we ended. I don't know if you've talked to any of them that we asked this question to. It's what's something that nobody knows about you? Some of our favorite examples we like to do. Jack Leiter hates peanut butter. That's weird. Both you and I have had a problem with yeah. that since the beginning. Yeah. Uh, let's see who else, uh, Davis Wenzel, Davis Wenzel lost a finger as a child, but got it sewed back on. Right. Uh, Brock Burke is a noted sleepwalker. Yes. Um, and then, and then Blaine Krim liked to walk around naked when he was a boy. Yeah. Like to walk around naked when he was a kid. What is something that nobody knows about Mason Ingram? Uh, I don't know if there's something like nobody knows. My teammates definitely know. And my people I'm close with, but like, I'm super big into, uh, meditation and, like taking wow. uh, extreme like ice baths and doing things like uh, kind of for mental health and just for like being control of your mind. A minute, minute, okay, uh, the ice bath. Let's do the ice bath. Do you guys have a tub or you just go? Yeah, to the I, there's. A, I read a guy's book this off season called the Wim Hof Method, and uh, 
it's there's kind of a lot of like some hippie spiritual stuff but there's also a lot of um super like science like there's a lot of studies being done on some of his methods it's like breathing methods and then how to endure like um the cold and the positive effects it has on the mind and body and uh so i started doing that stuff and i, I actually that and some of the training methods are like some of the biggest things of like why i think my performance and control and calmness on the mound has been different than uh than it's ever wow. been in my life like i think getting into the cold and the, like almost the panic and the rise and like you know everything's screaming at you to get out but you breathe through it um that's like the best way you can put yourself in a high stress environment without actually being in a, in a high stress environment so when you get mm-hmm. to the game and um stuff starts going wrong it's you have a an extreme sense of calm and ability to like connect to your breath and um keep things under control mentally so yeah i mean that's kind of an interesting thing about me i feel like not a whole lot of people know but so this isn't cryotherapy this is like legit ice bath yeah it's like turn the jet on um so because i mean a lot of people get an ice bath and they sit still so there's like a layer of warm water around them so it's kind of not even cold but you turn the turn the bath on like so much ice in there that the thermometer won't go, go down anymore and you hop in and just wear it for you know, count breaths and uh, try to get in there for however many minutes. And yeah. What's your, what's your record? Yeah. How long? So if we're, we're doing like my, in spring training, the tubs they have out there are kind of moderate cold. So like 50 degrees and you can stay in there. I can stay in there for like 20 minutes um, pretty easy. But then when you do like the extreme cold where it's like that pushing 32, um, I think like the longest I've gone is like five minutes. And I mean, it's, it's pretty brutal, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds, it sounds pretty brutal. Yeah. yeah. You need to do uh what, what are they doing? The, the winter, like the polar bear plunges. You need to do that. He wouldn't even be bothered by that. He would yeah. just jump yeah. in yeah, and yeah. Jump out. walk out. Yeah. Geez. No, it's a, it's amazing the things it does. And one cool thing about it is it like really speeds up your metabolism. Um, so oh, I, I need, need more that, right dude. now than I will. Okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> yeah. You sold me. Look at this thing. This is how I got to get rid of this go, thing. I'm going right <laughs> now. I'm going to get my ice bath in the I eat more than when I weighed 225, and I don't break 210 right now, so it's awesome. I it crush food. <laughs> That's Perfect. great. That's let's do what, it. Yeah, let's. Uh, we're gonna do it. <laughs> hey, listen, Mason, it's been great having you on. That you know, we've had some great. That question always gets great answers. Meditation yeah. and ice baths. That's a new one. So we're gonna have to use that one as an yeah, example. Absolutely. Write it down. Mason, yes, thank sir, you yes, so sir. much for coming on. We really appreciate you taking time. I know you guys are on the road. Uh, good luck for your next start, and buddy, we really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. All right, that's, amazing. That's Mason England, right. the right-hand pitcher for the Texas Rangers. Actually, the Hickory Crawdads. Hickory Crawdads in the Rangers organization. Yes, that's right. We'll see you, Mason. All right, later. Thank you. All right, that was Mason England. Thanks for coming down and speaking of Mason England. Let's go down in the bus leagues. Let's talk okay. about the minor leagues real quick. Yeah. Down East Wood Ducks, 10-12 and 12 record right now. They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10. A couple of guys I've noticed there that are doing well uh, looking up. Alejandro Osuna, who I don't know well, but this yeah. kid's hitting 350, 996. Um, and then Larson Kendrich. Good yeah, Lord. Yeah. Lar- Larson, he was the eighth round pick uh, last year's draft. Uh, you know, Biola University, which is a small school in Southern California, um, you know, Orange County area. Right. And um, left hander, big left hander. Uh, I, I think we, I think we actually have a video of him on our, our YouTube page or there's a great at the Dallas Baptist. I think that that crazy double play was made behind him. Okay. But right. anyway, big, big guy, good stuff. The, you know, eight, like, again, eighth round pick. So he, he's, he's pretty advanced. I, I'd be very surprised if he doesn't make a jump um, and, from and, fi- there. and finish at Hickory. Uh, another guy down there, Yossi Galan, who I've written about yes. at rangerstoday.com five went five for five was a, was a double sh- shy of the cycle. Um, I mean, you know, he's got to hit, he's got to hit the breaking ball, but if he's, if he can do that, uh, th- this guy's, this guy's got a chance. He's, he's not a, I don't think he's probably a, a top 30 prospect right now, maybe not top 40, but just because it's, it's so raw, right. but if it comes together, Hey. There are a lot of guys who think he can be a, a, a stud. We've st- stood next to him too. This kid is built. I mean, this guy is in shape. Yeah, he's like he's like a prize fighter. That's, oh my gosh! He's built. I mean, it's not like he's not like a Mark McGuire. He's just lean and yeah. If I got to fight somebody, I want Yosey on my side. Before we go to Hickory, real quick, Larson Kendrick. He's one and one point one three ERA. He's picks pitched sixteen innings, twenty six strikeouts. Yeah, this guy's missing bats. Hickory Crawdads. They're eleven and eleven. Uh, six and four over the last ten. Again, Evan Carter is leading the way there with three twenty four average. He's only mm-hmm. hit one home run, but he's got a nine fifty six OPS. Yeah, yeah, and he's still young. The power's going to come though. Yeah, he is young. He's nineteen yeah. years old doing that. Cease 
five home runs leading yeah, the team. Yeah. Not hitting well. He's only hitting like 215, something like that. But I, I, I just happy to see Chris Cease playing a lot. Yeah, I think everybody would agree with that. And, and it, you know, he's, he's got a chance to be this year's Cole Reagans, you know. Sure. Cole Reagans, after the two Tommy John surgeries, came back last year, had a, had a real nice season, is in double A. You know, Chris is, is just immensely talented guy. Yep. And um, he's he's been through so many rehabs for, for various injuries. This one, the, the knee, uh, the running doesn't seem to be bothering him. And, and you know, they, they, his nickname is the body because he's just he's just <laughs> built. And, he, you know, he's a little older. And, again, he's going, through, yeah, going through rehab, this is what those guys would do. Yep. And uh, he's he's got a he's he's still got a chance. Yeah, in spring training, you could tell the guy was in shape and had yeah. been working out. Yeah. And of course, on the pitching front, Owen White basically leading the way there, three forty four ERA. He struck out twenty four and in eighteen innings. Mason, who we talked to, doing well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mason's doing well down there also. Frisco now, Frisco's doing really well. Frisco Double A. For those that don't know, it goes low A, high. We're now at Double A. This is the upper the um, upper part of the minor leagues. Fourteen and eight. They're four and six over the last ten games. Uh, you can't say enough about Ornelas and, and Harris, who are leading the way there. Both of them. Yeah. Harris has taken off since he started. Yeah, slow. and there's Dustin over our shoulder. You, yep. We're not looking at a sweet swing, but this is a big deal right now. He, he's he's trying to learn a, a new position. He's trying to learn left field after spending most of his time on the right. dirt last year at first base and even a little third. Uh, that's not easy, all right? right. I mean, in left field, you, you Cole Calhoun said it in his, the, the day he signed. Left field is the hardest of the outfield positions for the for the, for a lot of these guys, and so he's he's on the you know learning on the job, but so so maybe that took a little bit of the bat away early, but uh, it's coming it's coming on, and and you know you're you're seeing why he was the Rangers minor league player of the year last year. It's a it's a quick simple swing that gets a lot of results. Yep, and Jonathan Orlean Nealis con- continues uh, third round pick. Uh, I think the same year as Cole Wynn. I think he was the in third. 18. And no, he was 18. He was third. That was Cole. Uh, yeah. uh, he was a third-round pick, hitting 364. Um, yeah. He has continued to hit well there. Yeah. Um, you got cool. Jack Leiter in, on the mound. Um, Cole Reagans, obviously. Jack Leiter, 2.84. I think he had a little bit of a rocky start last year. Yeah, time. yeah. He's, he's had some – I think he's probably had some command issues. He's not very efficient right now. Uh, a lot of the runs he's given up are unearned, but – uh, I, th- I think that he would tell you that you got to pick up your guys, you yep. know, you gotta, you, you gotta figure out a way to pick them up. So, uh, but again, you know, this is, he's had four professional starts, sure. you know, and the, the stuff's there and he's, he's got to learn how to pitch, not learn how to pitch, but he's got to pitch again and yep. get through these situations. And this is um, the learning curve. Yeah. I don't think anybody's worried about Jack. Well, Lyon. and it's, yeah. And it's pretty obvious his first pro year that they were fine sending him to double A. He's yeah. handled it. Well, he struck sure. out 19 and 12 and two thirds innings. He's got a 2.84 ERA. Yeah. Like we said, he's doing fine. Yeah, yeah. He's doing fine. He's not overwhelmed yeah. or he's not overmatched at right. all. Uh, Cole Reagans is one and one. He's got a three ERA. Uh, he's got a 18 innings pitch, 22 Ks, and of course, our guy that was on here a couple weeks ago, Chase Lee, is just still three saves, uh, 0.0 ERA. The Viper. The Viper, man, he is that guy. He's going to be in Round Rock, I think, pretty soon. Or has he gone back to back yet? Has he gone a couple know. days? I've got to go back and check that. I don't. I don't think they they did over the first month. I think that was kind of by design. This guy, he's he is he is tough on right-handers too. Sure. Good lord, he's not going to close at the big league level. He has a chance to sneak in towards the end of the year, but if he keeps up what he's doing, yeah. Round Rock is sixteen and nine, five and five the last ten games. Uh, Tavares continues to lead the way there. I mean, yeah. there's not much Bubba Thompson. Sure, Tavares is hitting three seventy four. He's got four home runs, one point zero three four OPS. Uh, Thompson three forty nine, eight seventy eight OPS, uh, three home runs. Coming back from the eye injury, just yeah. continuing to do well. It's those two guys right there are the reason Willie Calhoun, in my opinion, may have played uh-huh. his last game in the big leagues. Well, I, ju- I just think there's younger yeah. guys they want to look at. Sure. Now, you know, it's not all uh, rainbows and lollipops. Like, like Bubba has and, not walked. And, right. No walks. Yep. You know that. So they they want to see a little more. Uh, but I mean, he's obviously having good at bats because he's hitting so well. But he needs to have better at bats, uh, cons- yeah. more consistently. Uh, Leody too, and and um, you know I, I I asked about Leody's defense. Apparently, it's not as good as as they expect, but it's still very very good. But right. there's some things he needs to clean up. So I still expect him to be up within the next couple of weeks. I, I really do, especially if this keeps up. I just can't I just can't see how um, they can keep him down. No, I don't I don't either. I think there's uh, and and 
you know, Cole Calhoun at the big league level hasn't performed well. That's a, He's a veteran leader in that clubhouse. I yeah. know that that's what they had him there for. But I think eventually there, there's got to be some at-bats to go to some younger guys. Sure. Um, whether he's the guy or not, I think they'll try to work through him as much as they can. But, yeah, I can't see why Tavares wouldn't get up here and get right. regular ABs. He'll take yeah. probably uh, the one that's the the – who loses at bats off of that's probably gonna be someone like Eli White, who I like a lot. But yeah. I mean, they've got higher hopes for Tavares than they do Eli White. That's sure. just simple. Sure. He's and only twenty three. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's you know, it's 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 bound to happen. Yep. They just it's 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 uh there's just too much talent there for it for it not to happen. And yep. uh, and I mean, obviously there have been athletic talented guys that haven't made it before, but sure. um and you gotta see it. You can't yep. just you gotta see it. And and so I you know, I, I could see theoretically you know making him stay down there and get 250 at bats let's say but you don't need to yep. i mean if, if it looks good now and you think he's going to survive then get him up well and you come up here now with the lineup they have in the big leagues yeah um he will see better pitches that's sure. the guy in the lineup they're going to be saying throw strikes to and make make him challenge this guy throw him strikes and see what he can do because you've got to avoid some of the better line, uh, yeah. bats in the lineup. That's why I think Tavares will do better sure. once here. Now, the, those kind of numbers, you'd love to see that. It's doubtful he'll come up to the major leagues right. and have a 1.034 OPS uh, doing there. Now, this was interesting to me. Colwyn, who's 2-0, he's got a 3.38 ERA. Uh, he had the little, Colwyn, yeah. Colwyn right here. Had the foot injury. They hit off the, thank goodness, the heel. I heard that was a rocket back at him. Uh, didn't hit him in the ankle. That would yeah, have been worse. Yeah. Uh, a name I was surprised to know has the exact same ERA. Any guesses? A name that you wouldn't think of? Uh, no. Kohei Arihara. I was going to say that. Actually. He's a 3.38 ERA. So he started off bad in AAA, yeah. but apparently is throwing something together. Whether that – look, he's off the 40, man. Right. Uh, so that you got to have to make a position, some sort of move there if you were going to bring him up. And that's it. I just found that interesting. Well, and one thing about him is that – like if they needed a starter tomorrow, let's say, it wouldn't be Cole Wynn. No. Uh, Cole hasn't been built up yet. Uh, it might be Arihara, honestly. Uh, they could DFA him and put him back they're down. They're paying or... him enough money. But, um, you know, he's a veteran guy. He, he's pitching the majors not well necessarily or right. you know, as well at times, but he, he could be, he could get just some innings. I don't know that anybody else has built up to do that. Maybe Alexi, uh, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if God, you know, something happens and they need a starter. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Arihara. Could be. Well, guys, that's it. That's down in the bus leagues right there going to the minor leagues. Uh, once again, Rangers today, go on Rangers today, sign up. What's the special they're running just for the season? Yeah, well, five ninety nine a month or sixty dollars a year, and then we have a six month subscription for thirty five dollars. Uh, take advantage of it if you if you don't care what happens in the off season and you just want to follow from opening day to the last game of the season. Yep, it's perfect for you. Yep. Um, I would I would strongly encourage you to get the full year though because yeah, baseball never stops, man. Baseball never stops. And we even through the lockout, Jeff and I did something every week. He wrote every day. Uh, we did the podcast every week. We'll do the podcast every week in the off season. Of course, there's. I say every week. I'm, there's not going to be 52 weeks. We'll have one There'll week. There'll be vacations. There'll be some stuff. traveling yeah. and stuff that we'll have to do. But I'm telling you, there won't be two weeks in a row where we won't have a podcast. We're going to have stuff where we don't get to. But even when you're traveling, we're going to get back together. We might uh, we might do this on a different day when you're traveling to come back and do it. Guys, this is coming out every week. Rangers Today comes out every day. There's something that hits every morning with my cup of coffee. Get on there and do it. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? I don't think so. I think we're uh, I think we're finding our groove too, John. <laughs> Absolutely. That's thirty four in the can, guys. Till next time, we'll see you at the yard.